for anyone that listened or hasn't listened along, that we kind of just covered off on a glossary of terms to help me out mm. with... Um, and how did that go with your mate across the road? You want to hear a secret? <laughs> I've been avoiding him. <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've had knowledge up like I've had just enough um, opportunities just to be like oh got to run out with the kids or just like a toot toot. he's a lovely bloke I do really enjoy chatting with him I just no, no. I know he's at the, all right, this is where I know I know he's at the moment where the price reduction conversation's coming oh that's and I don't want him coming over and asking me like do you reckon it's a good idea for I'm like I don't do this. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I'm joined by superstars of real estate here in Hobart, Patrick Berry and John McGregor. Welcome back to The Property Pod, boys. Always glad to be here. Always good to have you back, and we are riding high on the success of, I hate to say this, I hate to say this out loud, a 20-year school reunion. How have we been out of school for 20 years? That was surreal. Yeah, that is surreal, I should say. How has that happened? Like, literally, someone at the start of you said, it's coming up. I said, nah, I can't be that close. Mm. 20 years. So, on the weekend, I drive up to our old stomping ground, Dominic College in, in Glenorchy here. I pull up into the car park and I see John's car and Pat's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was about, <laughs> I was about to say, you know, what was there, 60, 70 kids at our school? And what, 10 turned up, of which three of them were us. <laughs> it's like we see each other every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I live around the corner from one of the other ones that was there, and I see him when I'm walking my dog. So really. <laughs> just, see others at the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. It was cut. No, look, it was, it was fun. It was good. It was awesome to see um, the facilities at the school, thinking that oh, my boys might be going there one day and just being like, holy crap. Like, we could have had a podcast when we were 15 oh, had we had these the facilities. music studio. That was, that's amazing what they've done with that mm. place. Which I, I was I was really happy to see actually that your old high school and primary schools just actually come a long way. Mm. Other, rather than you know, because there'd be so many I'd imagine with other people across the time that would just say they've just gone backwards. But Dominic's just flying. I'm pretty sure my school fees alone have paid for that music wing. <laughs> <laughs> my kids have only been there for three years, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to Mark and the other teams yeah. at the, um, Tony. the Tony, the um, the Dominic Old Scholars for. Um, yeah, showing us around and for, I think it was Jocelyn and Tamika did a lot of the heavy lifting on yeah. actually getting it off the ground. So yeah, it was really fun <laughs> to, uh, it was, I felt really bad on the tour. We're touring around and he's showing us all these places and he's like, oh, well, this is now the woodwork area. And everyone, everyone's just in their own little pockets reminiscing on like, oh, do you remember when such and such was making out with that person over <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. do you remember when I got the atomic wedgie over this way? Yeah, no one was listening to what he had to say about, <laughs> no, no, about I was like, I don't care what it is now, mate. We care about what it was yeah, he, 20 years ago. Yeah, we could, he could have just yeah, said. But he, he's manking on you guys bringing your kids there. So he's yeah, like, look how good this place is. <laughs> Stop talking about your wedgies. <laughs> 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 what, one thing I did like, though, is I think, all of us, it was reminded, all of us actually enjoyed each other's company. And Tony, he just said, geez, you guys are a chatty bunch, um, which was kind of a nice change from the last 10 years. He goes, geez, you guys can drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're not right. Well, yeah, shout yeah. out to the one person who did drink a little bit too much at the end of the night um, at the Moon Hotel. You know who you are. Um, you're probably in Marble Bar at the moment listening to this deep down in the mines. Uh, we won't mention what you are. Vroom, vroom to you. Uh, Matthew Carr. <laughs> vroom, vroom. 
Uh, yeah, heaps of fun. It was a, it was a blast getting together with everyone um, from the old stomping ground. So yeah, shout out to that. <laughs> um, jumping into real estate stuff, I actually really enjoyed last week. Um, for anyone that listened or hasn't listened along, that we kind of just covered off on a glossary of terms to help me out with. Um, and how did that go with your mate across the road? You want to hear a secret? <laughs> I've been avoiding him. <laughs> <laughs> I've just I've had knowledge ju- up, like I've had just enough um, opportunities just to be like, oh, got to go. run out with the kids, or just like a toot toot. He's a lovely bloke. I do really enjoy chatting with him. I just Not I know he's at. The, all right, this is where I know. I know he's at the moment where the price reduction conversation's coming. Oh, that's and I don't want him coming over and asking me like, do you reckon it's a good idea for? I'm like, I don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so after last week's chat, I'm like, it's been on the market a little while. I know that this is going to be the next step. <laughs> yes, I've heard yeah, enough yeah, in yeah, the offices. Yeah. I know what's coming. Well, just I've just been avoiding. I'm just on the avoidance <laughs> train. I'm not his listing agent. If I get a commission, I'll advise him on this. Yeah, yeah but maybe you negotiate that in, mate. Yeah. So anyway, I've been avoiding him um, like of the plague. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to know some more terms. Oh, yeah, you got something, Pat? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You gave me the finger. You're <laughs> no, scratching my face. <laughs> I would have taken a bit on that on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you're desperate on the, yeah. uh, the auction on Saturday. <laughs> oh, that's bad oh. over there for 1.1 1. 1 million. Yeah. <laughs> so shit, no. Oh, just scratch no. it. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> that's a bit, bit, a bit. Again, you're ready, still in. <laughs> I think I missed this, but yeah. You, so yeah, before the reunion, yeah, yeah. you were um, you were doing your best auctioneering. D- yeah, down at Sandy Bay, we we did end up with a uh, like a bid at a million bucks and had to pass it in. But it took me about twelve minutes of just just constant just back on the, on the lawn going and going and going eventually until uh, the bloke finally just put his hands up to be the last because the idea he, being, he was like, "Oh, let's just make this end." Well, the, be- <laughs> the best part about it, we looked in the end. Um, we weren't ex- because we knew the reserve was too far. Yeah, and um, if we get, if I do an auction, people are still come out to watch it. You can still make it a bit of fun, you know. Just just go through different terms and try to point them out individually. I think I tried to call for the there was a Labrador that <laughs> I, I, I said I could have sworn that put its paw up. Um, and then but they, but one of my a couple of my friends were there, and they just they were just because they live around the corner, and they just just generally want to see what it was. But she said, "Oh, John." Started to ramble a bit, so I felt like just putting my mum hat on and just wanted to and just call you and go, Johnny, now wrap it up, come on, <laughs> take a little too long. <laughs> so the guy was putting you out of his misery, basically. It wasn't yeah, yeah, really a, of a case like, of. Let's put this rabbit dog down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but at, le- at least the owner could, because the, the price is, you know, it's um, but too, it's too far. But at least they could go, well, he just like, he, he had a crack at it. Yep. You know, rather than going out, they go, yep, 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 no, right. back in. I think you got to put on a show for the vendor anyway, John. So well done to you. Congratulations. Yeah, that's it. But, but the thing was, he, he wasn't interested. He was so far out the back, he wasn't even participating or watching it. So <laughs> he had no idea what was going on. Uh, but it was, uh, it, it was. It, they're always good fun. They're always good fun to do, um, and it just, it just ended up on a, you know, passing it on a vendor's bid. Yep. Um, so still on the market and um, still available out there if you are looking for a home in Sandy Bay. But if you, if you ever want to come to one of my auctions, knowing that no one's going to bid, I will make a fool of myself for at least fifteen minutes. So make sure you put aside a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Set aside, <laughs> set aside your morning. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into some of this buyer uh, talk. So, like, people out there, like, well, like, there's some terms there that you were saying. So, um, you passed it in. Mm. Hit me with what passed it in means because I'm just kind of like, I think I know. I've seen the block, but again, yeah, hit me it, with. It's, it's just the term for the, that it didn't sell under the hammer. 
Um, so where the, the one of them is a vendor bid, so um, you, we have the, the as the auctioneer, you have the right to bid on the vendor's behalf. And so what happened in that particular case? The guy put in a bid for uh, a million even. Um, I counted it with a vendor bid a million twenty a million twenty five thousand. And because there was no other no other people in the room, this Sorry. vendor this vendor bid bit always makes me interested. Because last time I checked, the vendor's trying to sell the house and get rid of it, not buy it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll put a bid on my own property. It, it is it is an odd thing, but it's the it's uh, I'll be really interested to hear about the evolution of it a bit. But you're right, right like I'll, it's only trying to continue on that sequence of, of bidding to, to raise yep. it. And I guess you could think of it almost like a counter offer. It's like cook counter offer counter offer. Like you would in a private, in a private treaty. Yep. Yeah. So, but what happened in that case is if so, a, a reserve price is the price that under the hammer, like like with the auctioneer at the front. Once the once that once a bidding seek, once the bids hit that price, yep. You and it's now on the market to sell. So you know if it was if the owner had a reserve price of a million and the guy offered a million, um, I you know I, I could have in theory called we are now on the market, which means whoever's the last bidder will secure that property. And if, if that's when you don't want to scratch your face. That's exactly right. <laughs> or you don't might buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be buying a house, or, or your Labrador to raise it for. Like, um, so then, um, yeah. But pass it in would, is in the situation where it doesn't sell. Um, the last bid on the, in that case was a, a vendor bid. So, um, we, and then we didn't sell. We took then it goes reverts back to a private treaty situation. Okay, shop. So, so and then a private treaty situation is the auction. The auctions. The auctions finished, and now it's going to you know. Transition to an advertised price. More like a traditional thing you'd see on realestate.com. That's it. Yep. Yep. All right. So we've covered off on passing it in, um, private treaty auction. Mm. The the one thing I want to kind of work out is like when you're at the auction, I'm just going to run with the auction thing here, is yeah. when I'm making the bid, mm-hmm. does that make it an official offer yeah. or yep. a contract? Like, So let's talk offers, contracts, and kind of where these bids fall into place. Like, by raising my hand or touching my nose, as you just said, mm. is that a legally binding offer slash contract slash bid? Well, what what does it become? So, it, as part of the rules, is that you're actually if if the auction has accepted your bid, um, you're not allowed to withdraw it without my consent. The only problem is that I can't control you just bolting down the street and disappearing. <laughs> so the, See you later, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the reality of an auction is if someone just you know throws their hands up and just, <laughs> just runs away, it's like, well, you're kind of stuck. Yep. Uh, but in theory, if uh, in the auction process, if you put your bid up, you're holding the bid and you just disappear... I was like, well, where did where did where did all that go? You just walk back into the crowd, yeah, like backwards, yeah, yeah. yeah, or disappear into the hedge like Homer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's a great yeah. reference. So that, there, there's some difficult things to navigate, but yeah, in theory, you're not you're not if the bid's been accepted, you're not allowed to withdraw it without my consent. Um, so in theory, yep, I'm doing this. Yep. I'm raising my hand for the audio people, or I'm scratching my nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like that? Or your beard? Yeah, or the beard. Um, that is a legally binding. In like theory. if I was, yep. you could take me to court. To say, or that, what would be the repercussions of the runner? The, Look, the what we would more likely do is um, you'd probably just say to the, to the vendor, "Look, they're doing a runner. Uh, we have to find another buyer." Because the, the, to try and actually um, force you to commit before you've signed the contract, before you've put the deposit down, would just be it just. It's too much work, you know. So um, th- there are the situations like, where... Lucky that doesn't happen very often. No. Oh, I'm no. pretty confident people that bid at auction are there because they want to buy the house, not because they want to they, they, run they down just, the street. Just run down yeah. the street and <laughs> just see what happens, yeah. Hey, um, the, there's the pranksters out there everywhere. So mm. you, you then turned on to sign the contract. That became, like, the next step where you said, like, oh, we've had to tell the vendor that they um, haven't yeah. signed the contract. So 
bids happened, then signing the contract or putting in an offer. And I'd like to like work out what these so terms two, mean. There's two, there's, there's two scenarios. Um, even if the, uh, the the property doesn't sell under the hammer, as the, as we say, um, the last person who placed the bid has the first right to negotiation. So what we do is we approach that bidder and say, hey, thank you for your interest. You know, come inside. Let's see if we can negotiate a deal between you and the vendor. So there's actually an incentive to actually still be the last bidder, even if it doesn't sell, um, you know, th- even if it doesn't hit reserve. Because now you've got a one-on-one situation. Yeah. Um, whereas if it re- then if it goes, um, and that's your only chance to do it one-on-one, because then, of course, if we advertise it to the rest of the market, boom, you're back in competition. So in, in that bidder's mind, he thought, well, stuff it. I'm going to throw the bid out there and then see see what I can um, negotiate behind the scenes just in case. Because um, at this point, they don't know what the re- they won't know what the reserve is until um, he walks inside, and we can you know illustrate that to him. Yep. And see if we can can't close a deal then and there. Um, and if not, of course, we go back, we catch up with the end of vendor and go to the market as normal. Yep. Mm. All right. So let's remove the auction side of things, and I just want to talk um, offers and contracts and what they um, mean. What, what that mean? Yeah. yeah. So if I put an offer in on a property, say my old mate across the road. Um, he comes at me and he's just like, oh, I've had enough of this. I just want to sell it. And I put an offer in. Yeah. What does that mean? So an offer basically means it's all on your terms as the buyer. Okay. So you're dictating the price, the conditions, um, settlement, everything to do with it yep. is all on your terms. Mm. Now, if the vendor, your mate across the road, yep. accepts that, it then becomes a contract. Yes. So it's the same document. We don't use different documents here in Tasmania. Other states, I believe, they might have an offer form versus a contract. It was just an offer to commit. You know, well, we, we could do the same yeah. theory, like with our online form that we've created. But effectively, yeah, it, it becomes a contract once the other party accepts it. Yep. So that's the main difference between offer and contract is yep. that it depends. It's all on their terms, or it's your and you agree to their terms. Sure. And an offer could be anything. Like you're throwing out, like mate, I'll give him. Give them six hundred. I'll give them six hundred. Like, well, that's in theory an offer. Like six hundred sheep, six hundred cats. Like Still you've got offer. to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could mm. define anything as long as the offer is a defined, yeah, um, expression the, of interest. Where where the um, difference is in Tasmania as a practice is we've it evolved that most offers are drawn up on the actual. Um, you know, contract itself. And there's two reasons for that. One, it enables the – because there's so many little small nuances through the contract that can change um, and you want to understand what every single one of those are so both the vendor and the purchaser know exactly what's being negotiated. Yep. Um, And once you've got that signature, obviously, it just extends another level of commitment. But you can absolutely do that through verbal or email. Um, That's just a common practice that uh, Mm. Tasmanians have adopted. And then I guess the next one is conditional versus unconditional. Mm. Yep. Then what it flows to next. So once you've got an offer that's been turned into a contract, it can fall into two brackets, a conditional contract or what we call an unconditional contract. Yep. And the main difference between them is a conditional means that, you know, it's a contract subject to certain things happening within a certain time frame. Sure. Where an unconditional contract means it's pretty much officially sold, just waiting for a settlement date. Yeah, and the, the specific word they use, if pe- people pick up it, is called a condition precedent. And all that means is that this condition precedes the contract moving forward. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah that totally makes sense. So then once it's unconditional, there are no conditions left. So an sold. example of a condition could be finance, finance building, um, building 
new fence being installed in the backyard. Like, yeah. it could be anything. Like, yep. But the main two that you would probably come up against would be a finance or a building or a subject to another house selling. They're your, your three that would be the main difference. Okay, so they're your three core ones. So you've got uh, finance, whether the person's going to be able to obtain Money. the finance yep. to provided to fulfil the contract. Uh-huh. What was the second one? Uh, maybe they've got a house that they need to sell before they can purchase this property. Okay, so, so this one I covered, this is subject to sale. Yep. Yep, so the condition of this contract being preceded is that... I need to sell 123 Smith Street within so many days. Yep. Mm. And then the third one would be a building inspection. So getting someone to attend the property on your behalf and check that it's... So essentially you're making an offer provided that it meets a certain standard of a building... Quality. Quality? Yep. yep. Nailed it. Oh, man, I'm a real estate agent. I'm, <laughs> gonna go, I'm not going to avoid old, mate. I'll just go across and say, but <laughs> yeah. i got all these terms down pat. I'm good. And, and the, the interesting thing is that the way that the clause is written in Tasmania is building quality is based on the value of the defect limit. And defect, um, in our definition, is anything. It could be, you know, the, there's a um, crack in the floor, there's um, a missing brick, there's, you know, the foundation's bad. What we do in Tassie, though, is we set a, a defect limit or like a threshold, you could say. So we'll just use 10 grand. And the idea being is if the, the building inspector goes through and um, finds a bunch of faults with the property, that progressively each one costs a certain amount. And then should those combined, you know, cost more than 10 grand to be able to fix the purchaser actually has the right to withdraw from the contract based on a failed um, defect clause. Okay. Inspection. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Actually, you just hit on one final word I think I wouldn't mind covering off. Is it like this withdrawing idea oh, yeah. of an offer? Like being like the – I don't know, understand contract law well enough to know like when can you do the bolter or disappear into the bush or yeah. um, like once you've made the offer and I guess I've worked out now that signing the contract is the point where – it all becomes more official, like, you you know, you put your John Hancock on a thing. Hit me with this withdrawing thing because, like, you know, oh, this one fell through or this this listing fell over. This has got to do with some of these unconditional, conditional stuff. Is that – Yeah, it can actually start as early as the offer itself before it's even signed by the vendor. Yep. So I might sign an offer today for your house, Aaron. Yep. And then um, John's your agent. <clears throat> John's got a thing on and he doesn't get to you until tomorrow morning, for instance. In that time, I have a change of heart and I decide I don't want to buy it anymore. Yep. I can actually ring up John and withdraw my offer, providing that you haven't signed it. So, And he hasn't told me that you've signed it. So up until the point that we get offer and acceptance, which is you accepting my offer, yep. I can withdraw it at any stage with no strings attached. It's not official until it's yep. and like Patrick said, is it you got uh, Patrick Pat? You got uh, that's his name. It's not. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's no, no, the like, comedy in that? You're so used to colleagues, so I wouldn't like it throws it out. Um, but once you've got the offer and acceptance, as Pat said before, that's at, that's when it becomes contract. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so withdraw before contract. That's when we move into your second question, which was how do I withdraw? from an offer or an offer falling over after it's been signed by all parties. Yep. Well, that comes down to your finance and your building and those things. All those so, conditions. You know, maybe I've got a, a clause in there that says I need to borrow half a million dollars within 21 days. Yep. And it gets to day 21 and the bank can't give me the guarantee that I can have that money. So then I've got a decision to make. Like either I have to withdraw because the bank said I can't do it or I need to pivot and ask for more time potentially to keep trying or, uh, you know, change tactics or walk away. There's different scenarios yep, that can happen. But for sure. Well, and the other thing, in, in the contract it actually it describes uh, the purchaser must use all reasonable endeavours 
to fulfil the terms of the contract. And take the finance for clause, for example, like we can't just go, ah, didn't get my finance. No, no, you need a letter from your bank stating that you didn't get finance. So therefore it becomes, a, you know, used all reasonable endeavours. Yep. Um, then the, the other part too is that if your time frame ends on the 22nd day, um, that means your, you know, your, your time frames have ended in terms of, you know, Based on that yeah. original document so, of a contract, is mm-hmm. that I've got twenty one days to. So do it also this. means that that's what Pat was saying is that unless you get an extension or the vendor, then on the twenty second day, once the time have, have lapsed, is that they can choose to with you know to to cancel the contract, terminate or withdraw. Yeah. And so what's therefore, happened? yeah, the vendor has the capacity then still get your deposit back um, and other elements, but that's another way it can withdraw. Mm. So yeah, yeah we, we're having a few of those at the moment where unfortunately things people, are falling through. Things are falling over. Mm. Um, banks just being that little bit tighter and with these interest rates increasing at the moment. Someone that got pre approval three months ago, two interest rates have happened since then. Yeah. Maybe all of a sudden they can't buy a house as expensive as what they thought they could. Yep. Mm. Uh, so there are a few challenges at the moment in the market, but we're working through most of them with most buyers. And I think 99% of buyers are pretty well educated and know. What they can and can't do, yeah, and that's because they listen to the property pod. That's right, and I don't think there's any of them out there that are going out and mortgaging themselves so high to the limit that you know the smallest interest rate's going to force them not to be able to buy a house. So mm. yep. it's not happening huge, but it is happening a little bit. Yeah, no, sure. I guess it was just yeah. Some of those terms are, again. <laughs> last week we spoke about them, and it and it helped me understand. Even though I was avoiding old mate. Help me understand a few things. Um, yeah, I just thought if we covered off on a few of those before the end of the year, that might be a handy way of, um, yeah, getting us through to the end of the year and then resetting again for uh, 2023. Um, I think the plan is, lads, we're going to go one more round. Mm. We'll, we'll have a Christmas special. We like to do it. Normally we have your brother on for Christmas. Is he coming down? He won't be here at this time. He doesn't want to get COVID again. He got COVID last oh, time. How, like there was, he just he stood on. He stood at the mum and dad's like top room like a creeper. Like the you know the hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, or the worst like part that. is I could see him or you just like peering around the corner like yeah <laughs> this really <laughs> awkward peer. Oh, Christmas for our family was weird last year because aside from me, everyone Luke got COVID, Scott got COVID, mum and dad got COVID. So no one was actually able to spend time together. Yeah. Yeah. John's at the dinner table, full spread. Home alone. <laughs> yeah. It was full on home alone. John's yeah. just there setting up little traps for anyone that leaves their room. Don't leave your room. It's <laughs> pan to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Big um, iron dropping down, whacking them on the head. <laughs> Um, all right, so we won't expect. I think he's filming Taskmaster at the moment, isn't he? I think I saw the other day that that is the new Channel Ten show. Oh, he's got he's, he keeps he's getting filming. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward yeah. to that um, next year. So, um, yep, that's just um, in Luke McGregor news. All right, we'll we'll just jump into our pool of other celebrities to, yeah, <laughs> to bring in next week. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> um, all right, so Christmas bonanza next week. Don't know what we'll do just yet, but um, yeah, watch this space, and we will see you all next week. Ho ho ho. See you guys. All right. All right. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.